Hi, my name is Anna Kenny, and I'm the 2019 Shoals Marine Laboratory Communications Intern. I'm out on Appledore Island in the Isle of Shoals, just about eight miles off the coast of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Welcome to Sea Sustainable, a six-part series telling the story of the Sustainable Engineering Internship Program and the mission of sustainability at Shoals. Our remote island field station in the Gulf of Maine offers a unique opportunity for experiential learning in marine science. Sustainability and environmental stewardship are at the core of our mission, and for the last 15 years, the Sustainable Engineering Internship Program has employed undergraduate interns to advance the island's sustainable infrastructure. Over its 50-year history, Shoals Marine Lab has been a leading example for how to live sustainably. Here's how we do it. It's a windy day on Appledore, and right now I'm sitting at the base of our 80-foot wind turbine. If you listen carefully, you may be able to hear the hum of the propeller spinning above me. Since 2007, this impressive engineering marvel has been turning our ocean breezes into clean electricity. But that's only one part of the puzzle. How do you meet the power needs of an island that is home to over 100 students, researchers, interns, and faculty? Until 2006, Appledore did it with diesel. But a lot has changed. Through the installment of several solar panels, along with this wind turbine, and some in-depth analysis by our engineering staff and interns, we're now running largely on clean, renewable energy. In fact, last year was the first year that our microgrid carried the island through the night. This included the energy for the intensive salt water pump. How do we do it? Keep listening. What motivated the switch? The wind turbine was originally installed to power the University of New Hampshire's AirMap system, which used to collect meteorological data on the island. Around the same time, Shoals Marine Lab acquired their first set of photovoltaic panels, thanks to a generous donation from a Cornell alum, and the green grid was born. Over the last decade, it has been steadily expanding. Shoals is always looking to evolve, to push further in our mission of sustainability, and because of that drive, we have achieved a 90% reduction in diesel fuel use. Island engineer Jack Penny reflects on why the switch to renewable was a great strategic move on Appledore. Obviously, there is the environmental impact and kind of that doesn't really jive with the message we're trying to send to students out here. Um, so having that uh, reduction in, in fuel use helps for that, but also it just saves us money in the long run. Because if you look at the amount of power we consume out here, uh, and the cost of power per kilowatt hour when it's being generated by diesel fuel, uh, diesel fuel is like, I don't know, something like 350 or maybe almost four bucks a gallon mm -hmm. now. And that's, it's usually pretty consistent. So even if somewhere around there, like, for the past couple of years, that's that's a lot of money when they yeah. burn about a gallon an hour if they're running twenty four seven. Right. Uh, with that being the alternative before the green energy out here, so it just it just 
cost less money to have the sustainable infrastructure out yeah, here. Yeah, just makes sense. Yep, makes awesome. dollars and cents. Former island engineer Alex Brickett explains how the three major grids on Appledore are a way for students to learn about power, even without much of a background in electrical engineering. Unlike major citywide grids, our grid is easily understandable. Appledore is a great model of how renewable power can work, and it can help both students and the public wrap their mind around what is possible. When you see what's working on Appledore, you can envision a future where renewables power the mainland. SEI intern Sawyer Hall talks the future of clean power on the mainland and the importance of making Appledore's efforts accessible to the public through an online dashboard which he is currently working to develop. What I love about this island is all the systems on this island are very similar to the systems you get in the mainland. Really smaller. Like this grid, you have all the components of a large electrical grid in here basically. But like on the mainland, like the components are so big it's almost hard to wrap your around it, like you're talking massive transformers, massive, you know, this grids, massive inverters, so on and so forth. But this room is cool because it's like, everything's right here, the numbers are like understandable, um, you can actually trace the wires, like this is where the power comes from, this is where it goes. And I thought that was, a, it's a great learning tool. Hi, my name is Sora Hall, and this fall I'll be dual majoring in environmental engineering and sustainability at the University of New Hampshire. What project are you working on this summer? One of the projects I'll be working on is trying to further develop the online dashboard that's for the island. And so I'll be working with the island's IT contractor, Tyler Garzo, and making sure this dashboard is one, user-friendly and also accurate to the real-life systems on the island. So some background is this dashboard portrays the production of energy from the solar and wind engineers on the island. Um, it also shows how much is stored in the batteries and how much is in demand from the island. So it kind of just gives an overall um, performance evaluation of the grid and how it's doing over time. So what is the value of having this energy information available to the public? Um, this is valuable to the public because they can sort of track and see how well the grid is doing at any given time. Um, and it kind of gives an impression, an idea for the public that even for the island, although it's not quite where it needs to be to solely run off renewable energy, but that we're getting closer and closer every year to getting to this ideal goal. And this can kind of be portrayed for the mainland and our, our nation. Um, so it's kind of giving a hope that we can one day mainly rely or solely rely on renewable energy. So you mentioned this ideal goal of running solely on renewable. What are some of the challenges of renewable energy that are kind of holding us back from achieving that? I'd say one of the biggest challenges for renewable energy is just how expensive they can be and the systems and equipment and components that um, go along with all these. So for instance, solar panels, they use controllers and inverters and a bunch of wiring, as well as obviously the panels. And these can be pretty expensive, especially compared to fossil fuels. Um, the hope in this is that 
um, how much they've decreased over the years. So once these have become cheaper than fossil fuels, I think this is where we'll see a big push for renewables in our country. You talk about how cost is one of the main obstacles in implementing these renewable energy sources. Once cost goes down, how will we approach implementing these sources on the mainland? So Appledore takes advantage of what is in this specific location. So we take advantage of solar and the wind energy that is found here. Um, I think when applying these techniques to the mainland, we'll first have to go after those um, high production energy areas. So for instance, the Southwest has a lot of solar um, potential. So we'll sort of, I guess, go in that sort of direction with solar energy. Um, and then other places where there's more wind, specifically even offshore, um, we can start implementing these systems there. So I think it's really about finding the advantages um, of each specific location and using the right systems for that area. Yeah, very well said. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Sora. Awesome, thank you. Director of Operations, Mike Rosen, discusses one of the key factors of sustainability, increasing efficiency. Sometimes, increasing efficiency of existing appliances and structures is more cost-effective and convenient than replacing them. Schultz is lucky to have the resources to implement renewable energies and other advanced technologies, but it's important to remember that the path to sustainable living means consistent evolution and improvement of your lifestyle. If you can't afford to use renewable, increase efficiency and reduce consumption. Two sustainable engineering interns for the 2019 season, Colleen Tobin and Marguerite Lorenzo, describe their current project monitoring electrical usage on the island's commercial walk-in fridge and freezer. This project was started last summer, and it illustrates the multi-year development of some of the sustainable infrastructure, guided by mentors like Director of Facilities Ross Hansen. We're, we're very... Um reliant on solar power out here. We do have one wind turbine, but it's small right. in comparison to the overall size of our green energy grids. Mm -hmm. So we only generate electricity during the day. It's only when the sun's up. And so once once the sun goes down at night, everything's dependent on battery storage. So um, we're trying to run these systems as efficiently as we can and um, that's that's part of the solution as we see it. Hi, I'm Colleen. I'm a civil engineering student at UNH and I'm one of the sustainable engineering interns this year. Hi, I'm Marguerite Lorenzo. I'm another one of the SCIs and I study environmental engineering at Cornell University. Awesome. So you guys are working, one of the projects you're working on this summer has to do a lot with kind of how we approach efficiency on the island especially given our limited power source because we're using a lot of renewables. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and the background of it? So our project is the refrigeration system and it is very old. It's from the 1970s. Last year the SEIs noticed that there was a problem with the insulation around the door so it was leaking cold. One of the fans wasn't working and then they did a study where they compiled data on the energy usage of the fridge, and it is one of the highest energy uses for the island. Okay, so what exactly are you trying to tackle this year? We're seeing, they did make improvements to the fridge, 
So we're seeing how that has helped the energy consumption and in theory it should be have decreased. And we've noticed that except for one of them, but we're wondering if that was a problem with data collection. So we're talking with Ross about that because they fixed the fan and they put more insulation in. So we've noticed the fridge consumption for energy has gone down. So how is success in this um, project so far and success as you continue to upgrade it important to our mission to live sustainably here at Schultz? Well, I think this project is, is very important when we talk about sustainability in the sense that a lot of the projects we're tackling this year as part of the program is related to how to improve our energy output from renewable sources. But I think this project offers a different perspective in the sense that we're looking more at consumer habits and the appliances we're using and how to be using less energy. So we're looking more at how to improve our consumer habits rather than how to meet those poor habits, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's more about reducing the baseline rather than trying to find a way to make renewables meet that exactly. high baseline. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So how are you guys wrapping up this project? Are you guys the last year or is there a future for this project? Are there similar projects that SEIs might do in the future? Next year they will have to see how the new refrigeration system will compare because before the 2020 season they will have made more improvements to the fridge from the 2018 SEI's recommendations. So they're going to next year they'll have to see how the new system compares to the old system and hopefully it's again reducing the energy consumption. Yeah. Hopefully it all works out. Uh, thank you guys so much for talking to me today. Thanks, Anna. Try it at home. If your refrigerator is underperforming, you may be wasting lots of money on electricity. Try these simple tips to chill it out. First, keep your fridge between 36 and 38 degrees Fahrenheit and your freezer between 0 and 5. Second, keep it away from high heat appliances as fridge compressors work much harder when they sense heat. Third, replace the rubber seal that goes around your fridge door. This will work to keep warm air out. Fourth, let leftovers cool. Adding extra heat to the inside of your fridge makes it work harder to keep things cold. Five, clean off your coils. Have you checked your condenser coils lately? Those are the coils on the backside or underside of your fridge which remove heat from the unit. If they get dusty, they'll become inefficient. Clean them off occasionally. Try these tips to easily reduce your energy consumption. Thank you for listening to Sea Sustainable. If you'd like to learn more about Shoals Marine Laboratory and how you can get involved, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, or go to shoalsmarinelaboratory.org for tons of cool information. Check out our upcoming episodes on the freshwater, saltwater, wastewater, and power systems on Appledore, and follow the work of the 2019 Sustainable Engineering interns. We hope that you'll tune in again, and if you have the chance, come out to Appledore. It's worth it.